So what we're going to do today is we're going to be able to hear from our pastors, four pastors and a couple staff, so I'm super excited to hear from them. I just asked them if they would share like a little bit about the last year, what they're looking forward to this year, and they have a little scripture they want to share with you too. So anyway, the first one is Pastor Steve Mason. If you give it up for Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve is a monster, and uh, we love Pastor Steve. I love Pastor Steve. We're blessed to have such a great pastoral presence on our staff. Pastor Steve, Pastor Ron, Pastor Jim. I'm so blessed to know these guys. These, are, these aren't people that we just work with. These are my best friends. This is my, these are my best friends. So uh, I'm so grateful that I don't just get to do church, to do church, which I'm grateful for that, but I get to do it with my best friends. Could you imagine that? These are my best friends. So anyway, do you give it up for Pastor Steve? Come on, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah, Rod and I have been friends for an awful long, long time, so we've got all the garbage on each other that anybody wants to know. You can just ask him and or ask me. You know, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that yesterday we celebrated the greatest event in human history. And when I think of the greatest event in human history, I think of the most well-known verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And thinking about God, I thought, you know, when God loves, he loves a world. When he gives, he gives a son. He gives it all. You know, the apostle Paul was one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He's one of the most brilliant minds ever. We study today letters he casually wrote to his best friends 2,000 years ago. And with a mind like that, he tried to think about what we celebrated yesterday. And you know what he called it? He said, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Paul couldn't describe what we celebrated yesterday. God's gift is indescribable. But that gift had a name, a name that's above every other name, a name that at that name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I think about the Old Testament when I think about Christmas, and I think about all the prophecies they heard about the coming Messiah, the promised Savior of Israel and Savior of the whole world. And they would outdo each other with the pomp and pageantry and the circumstances of what his arrival would look like. And didn't look like anything like that. Whenever the prophet Isaiah would come to town, everybody would look to him and say, do you have a glimpse of the promised Messiah? Has God prophesied anything through you? Has he revealed anything to you about the the Messiah? And one day, one day he said, yes, I've got more information. I even know his name. And then he said this, 800 years before the birth of Christ, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father of Peace. I've asked myself over the years, and especially over this year, was he right? Was Jesus wonderful? Well, the poor thought he was. The sick thought he was. The people that were lost thought he was. Was he a counselor? Even his enemies left him saying, no man's ever spoken the way this man speaks. Was he mighty God and everlasting father? Well, a sinless life said he was, and a resurrection proved he was. Was he the prince of peace? People, countless millions over the generations have proclaimed him as the prince of peace in their life. Jesus fulfilled and exceeded every expectation. 
You know, the last few months of this year have been difficult for me. And in thinking back over those last months, I can tell you, he's wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You know, a lot of people are hurting and in bondage and and in, in disarray, like Garrett was saying. He wants to be wonderful to everybody. He wants to be a counselor to everyone. He wants to be mighty God and everlasting Father to everyone, and he wants to be a Prince of Peace for all of us. That's what I look forward to in the coming year, and I hope you'll look forward to it too. So now I'm going to introduce Marlana. I have the good fortune of being able to work with Marlana. She does the bookkeeping here at the church, and she volunteers at just about every ministry we have. So she's constantly um, serving, seems like 24-7, so most of you probably know her either through coming into the office or some of the ministries you're involved with. But here's Marlana. Wasn't that amazing? Goodness. I don't know how to put this. Oh, I know how to put this down. Hi, I'm Marlana. Um, Pastor Rod asked us to reflect on 2021, and I think human nature will automatically make you think of, you know, some of the stuff that's really gone on that hasn't been so desirable. So I'm so glad that he asked us to do this because it really helped me to remember the blessings and remember all the good things. So some of those things that happened this year in my life are um, started off in January. I, um, my son had, I had my first granddaughter and um, she was a preemie and she's a miracle baby. She was born um, to a COVID positive mother and uh, we just didn't know what that was going to look like for her. And uh, she was four pounds, and she was just so tiny and fragile, and she never spent a day in the NICU, and she never got sick. And God was just so gracious in that, and she's so, I mean, I'm not just being biased. She really is beautiful. I mean, she's such a blessing. So that was where my year started off, and it was good, and with that COVID-positive mother gave me COVID. <laughs> so, so we started off the year with COVID and God, God willing, we're all, you know, God, thank God we're all here and we, we did okay. Um, Pastor Rod, actually, I always say that Pastor Rod saved my life um, because he did. And I had COVID pretty bad and, and I was the only one in my house. Everyone had a sniffle and Marlana was like dying in the room. And um, I just, they called and they said, what can we do for you, Marlana? Do you need food? And I said, no, I need air. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And he got a whiff of that. And I mean, next thing you know, Pastor Rod's at my door, car breaks down on the way to my house, like he doesn't care, he calls in the troops to pick him up, to get him to me, he brings me medicine, he brings me oxygen. That's what I needed at that moment. And, you know, I know God used you as a vessel, but God was so good, and, and he gave me air, and uh, I made it through. But um, anyways, I also got to take my family to Disney World. And if you know me, you know I'm in a big Disney fan. So that was like, wow, what a treat in the midst of all of this. I get to go to Disney World. So I got to do that. Um, I got to see my grandmother who'd been kind of held hostage in her nursing home for a year, over a year. I got to see her this year. So that was really cool. Um, and then I went to, so camps and stuff where I'm a youth leader, as, as he mentioned. And uh, camps had been shut down. My youth girls, where are you at? My youth girls, where are you at? There we go. Okay, so we got to go to camp. 
I got to go to a conference this year with my kids. Like, my kids grew in numbers, and I got to form relationships with new kids. And I have new kids that run up to me and say, Mom! So I'm like, the worst day of the worst. And they always know I go through stuff. and Because I'm so transparent. Like, if I'm having a bad day, everybody knows about it. It's great. And they come up to me and they go, Mom! And they come and they throwing their arms around me. And I kid you not, anything crazy going on in my life is gone at that moment. So thank you for doing that. So anyways, I got to do that, and then I got to watch the birth of Camp Sanctuary, where all of our kids got, like, a place, and that was so cool, and and that was just a really an amazing thing, a hurdle for our church to be able to provide such a really neat atmosphere for our kids and, and a place where my children love to go. So that was kind of a neat thing that happened this year. Also, um, I got to see my fourth son graduate and start attending Oak Valley College, which is a huge blessing. Pastor um, Andrew uh, shared his experience there, and now my son's going there, so that's a really huge blessing. Um, I got to put my girls in a private school where they now have a Christian education. Um, So many things. I got my Disney passes back, you guys. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. Um, (laughs) And so... I got, oh, I got to take my daughter to Kentucky and experience the ark. If you have never done that, please go do that. That's amazing. Like, life-size. They built an actual ark. It's great. That was a huge blessing. Um, I went to Catalina with my daughter's uh, school, and I got to go and camp there with kids and, and snorkel at night. It was crazy, and I don't know how I lived through it, but I did. And then I also got to um, highlight, major highlight. I had, I had three of my children, my second... Uh, my third son and my two daughters got baptized at Lake Day, and my two grandsons got baptized at Lake Day, right? Give it up for Jesus, because that is, wow, like, wow, that was huge um, this year. And um, this month, Jingle Jam, were you guys here? That was so cool. My daughters danced, and my kids performed, my youth kids were there, and it was just like this amazing thing, and, you know, I wanted to do all the things, so I did the parades and the all, you know, all the stuff that makes you crazy at Christmas, and, and it was a blessing, but I'm so glad that, I, that you made me reflect on those things, because of course, like everybody else, I had the death, and the heartache, and the stress, and the family division, and, you know, all the things that come along with life, and um, he also asked us to um, seek a scripture, and so obviously I dug into my Bible, and that was cool, because I found this Scripture that I'm going to hold dear to me the whole year. Um, and it's Romans 15, 13. And this is kind of just where I'm at for 2022. I pray that God, the source of, the source of hope. I love that it says the source. Like he is where the hope comes from. Because without him, we just don't have it, right? So the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace, which we all need in this time, because you trust him. So it's like, You get the joy and peace because you trust him. So trusting is part of this process. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it takes the Holy Spirit sometimes, come on, to get us to that place of of peace and joy and because stuff happens and we need God himself just to intervene and to come down and just lay upon us his spirit and bring us back to that joyful place. So looking forward this year... um, I want to never take for granted the little things that we've taken for granted, maybe, 
And now as things start opening up and we get to start doing the things that we couldn't do in 2020, I don't ever want to take them for granted again. I hope that I never do. And I also plan to keep the focus, my focus, on the source of my hope. So thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Pastor Rod. Okay, so now I get to introduce Justin. Justin, who I get the pleasure of working with. Justin is like, this is the guy right here. Come on, where are my youth kids? This is the guy right here. Justin, he came to us at a time when we really, really, really needed him. And he has blessed the youth. And one of my youth girls who are super close to me calls me mom, like, you know, so like, obviously I'm her favorite, whatever. Well, Justin comes along and she said something profound to me. She said, the best part, the best part about camp was that I got to know Justin better. And that really made my heart feel happy that my girls love him as much as I do. So give it up for Justin. Thank you. Wow. I guess I got a louder voice than you, Marlena. Good morning. Hey, um, I was asked something a little different from Pastor Rod. Uh, I, I guess I didn't understand the assignment, but I thought the assignment was to share what Christmas means to me. Um, so I, I'm going to get a little personal with my story um, and uh, just, just get a little uh, detailed, and, and I, it may get a little weird. Is that okay? Can we get weird on Sunday morning? Um, so I want to start with my verse. My verse is out of Isaiah. This is uh, extremely familiar for you if uh, you've been around the church. Um, this is Isaiah uh, 9, 6, and this is the verse that we share when we want to talk about the history. Um, about 700 plus years before Jesus was born, um, this prophecy was uh, prophesied that Jesus would come, and he would come to a special town, a lowly town, uh, that didn't, a little podunk town that didn't have uh, anybody there. And uh, in the, the lowliest of lows, the king of kings was born. Um, but because this is a personal thing, uh, I wanted to focus on one particular verse out of this set of verses, and that's uh, verse 6. So Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Now, I know what this means for the church, right? This means that our Savior is born. The Messiah that we were waiting for has come. But to me, uh, a few years ago, uh, actually several years ago, uh, it meant something personal to me. Um, And if you don't know me or I haven't shared this story with you, uh, when my wife and I got married about 10 years ago, um, we were diagnosed with infertility pretty quickly. Uh, and infertility, uh, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> that just means that you can't have a baby, right? Um, so we struggled with infertility for years. And when thinking about what Christmas means to me, several years ago, it, it wasn't fun. It meant that that we were going to gather with family, and family is what Christmas means to me. Watching the little ones running around, it's special for kids, right? And I can remember showing up to Christmas on Christmas morning, struggling with not having kids and seeing our siblings with kids running around and excited. And we were excited for them. We're excited just like everyone else. 
but the pain that it came of not having a child at Christmas. And this happened year upon year, prayer after prayer. We had a faithful church down on their knees for years praying for us and wondering, God, why would you let this happen? I I often wondered, am I ever going to hear the words daddy? I wondered if if I was going to be able to share Christmas like our siblings were able to share with their kids. I can remember when I was a kid, it was the most important day of the year for us. And it wasn't for the right reasons. We just knew that presents were coming, right? And so to see the, the awe and the wonder on the kids' faces on Christmas morning, um, all the presents that they're unwrapping and, and playing with them in the afternoon, it was something special. But it was something that we were excluded from. <laughs> so when I read in Isaiah... For to us, a child is born and a son is given. I used to skip over that part. And I just wanted to know that God was with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. When I looked at Jesus, I I always looked at him as an adult because I didn't want to see the child. I I didn't want to see the baby. But that baby grew up. And he made miracles happen. And about five years into our marriage, that miracle happened for us. We were struggling with infertility. And if you know, if you know my family, if you know our kids, <laughs> we, can't, we can't claim them as our own. Um, they have different colored skin. Uh, people know. They notice that, you know. And I think about, you know, when I'm picking up my kid at school, like, are they going to release him to me? <laughs> like, uh, well, where's his dad? Uh, right here? Right here? <laughs> but the, the truth of the matter is that the God of miracles made a miracle for us. And that Christmas, I got to experience the child of God. God sent his son for all of us that we could receive relationship with him. The answer to sin was here. God in bod. God living among us, walked among us. And I I always believed that, and I always knew that. But it came even more apparent to me when I had my own baby And I could see the awe and wonder in his eyes. And now we have another child. And now I get to experience that awe and wonder around Christmas time of opening gifts and and being and celebrating, right? But there's still people missing out. There's still people that don't have the kids that they want. Now, I understand there's people that don't want kids. That's, that's fine. There are still people struggling, much like 
There are still people struggling without the Savior. There's still people out there who don't have anything to celebrate at Christmas because they don't believe in the God we serve. So this is really personal to me, that a child is born, a child is given, but it's special to all of us because that child grew up, that child became God in flesh, and that child went to the cross. You can't remember the, the, the birth without the cross. The cross paid for our sins. The cross brought us into relationship with the Father without the Son being given. We have no hope. Without my Son being given, I had no hope. We serve a God of miracles. And it wasn't just a personal miracle for me. But when I read this, I'm immediately reflected that God is a miracle maker. And God loves us, and he is a savior. So that's what I want to share with you this morning. My personal story reflects me back to the God that loved us so much that he gave his only son. I want to invite up uh, Jen. Jen works in our children's ministry. She is an absolute rock star. This woman, anytime anyone needs anything, she is always there to help. I, I could not do ministry without her. So, Jen, thank you. Share with us this morning. Hi, everyone. Like Justin said, my name is Jen. Um, I'm a face that you often don't see up front because I'm always with the kids. I'm with the youth. I also do the social media and a lot of our graphic design. So I'm like the face behind the computer screen. Um, so I, it's a real privilege to be able to be here and to share a little bit of my heart and what God has been teaching me in this Christmas season, what Christmas means to me. So something that you should know about me is that I have a big family. Like, I'm the oldest of four kids, and I may have only had one kid, but all my siblings had like three or four. And we get together all the time, and we're big, and we're loud, and it's a little bit chaotic, and it's crazy, and it's awesome. So that's a little bit about me. But here's something else you should know about me. I love Christmas. Like, I love Christmas. The decorating, the baking, the making, the shopping, the wrapping, the music, the movies, like... I love Christmas. My daughter's in the front row nodding her head like, yeah, mom, you're a little overboard sometimes. But there's this one thing that I don't love about Christmas, and it's not the eggnog, and it's not the fruitcake, which, by the way, disgusting. No, but what I don't love about Christmas is the family drama that crops up. Now, you know, we've got a big family, and there's a lot of people um, not just my, my husband's family is huge too. And guess what? We're all a bunch of sinners and we're all imperfect. And something comes up every year. You know, I think, I think you all know what I'm talking about. I want to be honest. I want to be authentic. Like, I'm not perfect. My family's not perfect. And I hope, I hope you guys can identify with that. If you can't, don't tell me you're going to make me feel really bad. Like, I just totally expose myself. 
We're not perfect. And drama crops up every holiday season. These are some of the things that have cropped up over the years. Um, Uncommunicated expectations, selfishness on full display, loss and grief, um, broken and breaking relationships, uncontrollable rage that splashes out onto everyone that it comes in contact with. It can get messy. Life can get messy. Christmas can get messy. And, you know, these things, they happen all the time. But for some reason, the holidays just seem to, like, amplify it or something. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the stress that gets to people. Or it's all that, like, extra togetherness. Maybe it's just that, like, we know in our hearts that Christmas is supposed to be this time of peace and goodwill. And so we feel the contrast a little bit more when we realize that it's not. But there's this one thing about Christmas that just never gets old for me. Year after year, it brings me to tears. Sometimes it brings me to my knees. Um, And it's that Jesus came. He came here into a stable of all places. Have any of you ever been to like a barn or a ranch? I'm not talking like our ranch, but like a real ranch. So when I was a kid... We went on a field trip to a dairy farm, which was super cool. Like, we saw a baby cow being born. I think we got to, like, feed the baby calves the bottles. And, like, one was sucking on your finger. It was kind of gross. You got cow spit on you. Um, But one thing that really stands out in my mind the most about that field trip was the horrible smell. Dairy farms are disgusting. It does not smell good. And so one time I was a teenager, and my friend's family had horses. And we probably wanted to go somewhere, and she couldn't go until she mucked out the stalls. So I'm standing out there with her while she's mucking out the stalls. I did not, I will tell you this, I did not lift a finger. I did not touch anything. That was gross. I was just talking to her. The smell, horrible. But guys, that's where Jesus came. That's where he chose to come. Philippians 2, 6 and 7 says, he did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped and held on to, but he emptied himself, taken in the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. I can't even begin to understand it. Highest God, creator God, God who the angels worship, he came here wrapped in the frailty of human skin in the humblest of places. He came to be with us. Isaiah 7.14 says, And the virgin shall give birth and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. Selfish us. Broken us. Sinful us. This is what brings tears to my ears, eyes, year after year. Jesus came for us. How beautiful The mess didn't keep him away. The mess is why he came. Through the muck and mire of life, through the selfishness, through the sin, through the rage, through the brokenness. Jesus says, guys, I'm here. You have hope. I'm with you. And it's going to be all right. Because I'm going to make it all right. And because Jesus came into the mess into our mess, into my mess, and save me, I can stand in the midst of a messy holiday season, in the midst of a messy life. I can be filled with joy. I can love the difficult. 
I can show grace to others. I can be a living example of the goodness of God. I can stand in the midst of a messy holiday season. I can stand in the midst of a messy life because Jesus stands with me. Thank you for letting me share my heart, friends. I want to introduce to you Pastor Andrew, um, our children's pastor. I've had the privilege of of watching Andrew grow in his leadership and his ministry, and I am so pleased to work under this young man who loves Jesus with his whole heart and is a great big kid himself. So here's Andrew. Thank you, Jen. Good morning, everyone. How many of you guys were excited to sleep in this morning? Like, it was great. I slept in until like eight, so better than six, but... For those who don't know me, like Jen said, I'm the children's pastor here at Sanctuary. Um, so I want to share what Christmas looks like for me and how it looks at like at my house. I wake up to the wake up early to the smell of coffee, which is amazing already. You know, even if it's Folgers coffee, like coffee on Christmas morning is just a blessing in itself. My mom will usually make like biscuits and gravy and monkey bread. Again, it's just already amazing to wake up to, right? My brother and his wife and my nieces will come over in their PJs to open up gifts. But as I have gotten older, like, Christmas is not about the gifts that we get. It is about the greatest gift, which is the birth of Jesus. For me, Christmas doesn't look like a typical Christmas. My family does not go to church. We don't, or they don't go to the Christmas Eve service. The way that I show what Christmas is about is spending time with my family and loving them. So in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it says, We love because he first loved us. So I could share the love of Christ by my actions on Christmas morning. I could help my dad clean up all the wrapping paper that my nieces just threw everywhere, I could help my mom do the dishes, take out the trash, finish eating the monkey bread, because there's not, we can't have any leftovers. But why does this matter, and how does this show the love of God? First, I'm respecting my parents, like it says in the Old Testament, in the Ten Commandments, right? We can't take credit for the love that we show others. God loved us first before we were capable of loving. We can only love because of what Christ has done for us. Let me say that again. We could only love because of what Christ has done for us. This is not just an affection for God, but for others. Christmas evening, I go to my brother's house. We eat even more. And then I go to my best friend's house and eat even more. And we do our gift exchange. And I'm loving my neighbor. Literally, he lives next door. But what does it mean to love my neighbor? Loving your neighbor means looking out for their, for their well-being. My family and his friend, or my friends and his family have had a rough time around Christmas. He lost his grandma on Christmas Day three years ago. He lost his cousin the day after Christmas two years ago. So I show love by listening to him when he needs someone to talk to. I show him and his family love by making sure that 
they have somewhere to go on Christmas. I understand how he feels because I lost my grandpa a week before Christmas. I found out on my winter break that my grandpa passed away six years ago. For me, Christmas is about spending time with family and loving those who need the love of Christ. The second thing I want to share is like what I am excited for in this upcoming year. There are multiple things that I'm actually excited about. The first one is Summer Blast, right? How many of you guys helped with Summer Blast last year? It was amazing, right? Nice and hot. But the reason why I'm excited for this year is we get to bless the community again. We get to share the gospel with the younger generations. Last year, we had 125 kids attend Summer Blast. We had close to 50 volunteers. Some of you guys are here today. I'm also excited to build relationships with parents and the volunteers that I have to share Sanctuary's mission statement, which is to find Jesus, follow Jesus, and to further his fame. The last thing I'm excited about is Jingle Jam. I know we just had it a couple of weeks ago, but this year was amazing. We had everyone from kids to junior high to high schoolers involved in it. And I know this next year will be bigger and better. Now, it is, it is my privilege to invite my friend, Pastor Jim, to come up and share some things with him. Pastor Jim is also the pastor at Hope City Church. He's a mentor to me, my lunch buddy, my friend. Let's give it up to Pastor Jim. Wow. I'm going to just ask all of you, first of all, would you mind giving the staff that's come up a hand? Man, that was really great. I think uh, for me... Thank you for those applause, because I think, for me, that's one of my, when I look back on this year, and, and Pastor Justin, I got the same assignment with you as you did. I checked my email just to make, my, my uh, text message just to make sure I was going to be speaking the right thing, and it wasn't Thanksgiving or something like that. So, but uh, I, I've been, one of the things that I've been amazed about is just the talent of our staff and the volunteers. Early on, Pastor Rod took some time to talk about some of the people that were behind the scenes, our guys in the back that are, are running the boards and things. You don't know that they're even back there until they turn the mic off and you go, oh, yeah, we need the mic <laughs> until the lights don't work. And so I was thinking about that and some, some things amazing that happen where God allows us to, to use our, our talents or things that happened this past week, the rain. And we, all the staff had to get together and decide what they were going to do to bring, to make sure it was comfortable for everyone here. And I just love hearing all the suggestions and how things were, how we we're going to change things around. And it's so important when you begin to see the talents that everyone has. And I enjoyed hearing the reflections as uh, God will, the Holy Spirit will guide Pastor Rod to come up with things like today. And I want to tell you, I want to give Pastor Rod a hand, if you would. Because you get a chance to hear the reflections of others 
and you have your own right now. Worship team, it's okay if you start coming up. It's all right. They're, they won't get distracted. You can come on up. I'm, I'm, this lets everyone know that we're about done. All right? So here it is. <laughs> my scripture, if you will. You put my scripture. Come on, worship team. Come on up. Uh, my scripture for today, and share my, the assignment was to talk about what I like about Christmas, and then my reflections on the New Year's, my reflections on Christmas, and reflections on the New Year's. So my, the scripture I want to share with you today is Luke chapter 2, and it's uh, verse 30 through 32, and here's what it says. That it's Simeon, and he's speaking. He says, I've seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon was an old man, probably somewhat around 100 years old. His, his lifespan was about, again, was about 100 years. That was his life. But he was waiting to see the Savior. And, it, and it's, it's a reflection, kind of all what you heard today, of, of, in, in, as I think of it, of what we think about. I'm, I'm like Jen. I'm a closet guy. I don't express it the way she does, you know. On Christmas morning, Eric, if you had the picture, you can show him. On Christmas morning, this is part of my thing. Right the night before Christmas Eve, I'm making pies, and I get a chance to cook a couple times a year. Yeah. Well, they didn't come out as, as well. They tasted good, but they stuck to the pan, so they were kind of messy coming out. But that's the year, right? Our year goes through. It's a year we expect the pies to be nice, but some, something seems to go wrong. Simeon, it is, he's 100 years old. It doesn't talk about how his year was, his years were. And you, but if you look at anyone else, you can see there's probably a struggle. But as he looked forward to anticipation, he looked for this. He was waiting to see the Messiah. And he comes to this portion. He says, and I have seen salvation. And so as I have this reflection on the, the love I have for Christmas and all the things that happen, even the Christmas Eve after preparation, I had to leave here because my family comes over. It's the time we celebrate. I can't let my wife down to be there not, and not be there. I was over at the ranch pointing people here, and I came and caught the end of the service. My family comes over, and we have a, a nice night. We enjoy ourselves. And then I get a call about 10 o'clock. Call from a family that says, please, one of my hospice agencies, please, can you come out? My loved one is going to step into eternity. And I leave my home around 10 o'clock, and I go out to this family's house. And I get a chance to give what I have and the pain that was going on with the family and things like that and, and, and be a reflection of the light that Simeon was talking about. Mine is simple for the new year because I don't know what God has in store for the new year. But what I tell you this is I know there's a light in my prayers that all of us will be looking forward to that light. And my hope for the new year is simply this, that I'll be a reflection. The reflection that God has called me to be in my own duty, in my own calling, whatever God has for me, that I'll simply be a reflection. And in that reflection, as I reflect, hopefully others will be reflections too. 
I didn't get a chance to be here for the light show. But those, I'm sure. Did we have the light show here that night, Pastor Rob? We did. And that symbolized when everyone turned on those lights was the fact that you said to God, I'm going to be a reflection. And as I look around worship team, I've seen reflections. Guys in the back, I've seen reflections. Every volunteer that Andrew talked about, I've seen reflections. We could just be a reflection of the light. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Pastor Rod. Thank you, congregation. God bless you. So sitting there, uh, just hearing everybody, I thought, God, what a great, what a great staff. What great people we have. I'm so blessed to be a part of them. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to ask you if you would stand to your feet. I'm going to ask you if you would stand to your feet. So here's what we're going to do. It's the end of the year 2021. Uh, we're going to sing over you, sing with you, but sing over you the song, The Blessing. And so as we're singing that, we want to ask you to put yourself in a position to receive the words of the blessing. And then when we gather again on January 2nd, we're going to do it again and ask God's blessing over you in the new year. So we're going to pray his blessing over us the close of this year and then the beginning of the new year. So I'm going to pray and then the worship team is going to sing over you. And then all of the staff which you just heard from, they're surrounding on the perimeter of the building here, and they're just lifting their hands. They're going to pray and sing God's blessing over you. Would you put yourself in a position to receive this blessing? Father, thank you that we're here. Thank you you've provided for us in 2021. And may you stir our hearts for what you have for us in 2022. God, I pray your hand of blessing over everyone here, those watching online. God, I pray that you, Almighty God, would do what only you could do in their lives, that you would go where only you could go. Pray that you would touch them in the depths of their being. Father, that you would encourage them and inspire them and strengthen them, and that Jesus Christ would be formed in their hearts, and what all that you have for them would come to expression. Father, I pray for your grace over them in 2022. I pray for your mercy. I pray, O oh God, that you would do this and you would do far more. Thank you that forever you will be Emmanuel, the God who is with us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed saying, amen. amen.